if you are watching this message, it's because you're alive. And if you are alive, it means God has great purpose on your life. So you might be in your pajamas, you may be in the bed, you may be on the couch, wherever you may be. You might be in the kitchen watching this message. Would you just take a moment and thank God that you are alive? Come on, who am I talking to? Who am I talking to? Would you just thank God that you are alive? Today was not promised. It's it's an act of God's grace and mercy. Don't come into this to this day saying, oh, wow, I, I expected. No, today is a blessing. Every day is new mercy. Would you just take a minute and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for waking me up. Thank you, Lord, for waking me up. Thank you, Lord, for, for letting me see another day. Who am I talking to right now? Who am I talking to right now? I dare you to praise him so the neighbors can hear you. Come on, somebody. I dare you to praise him so the neighbors can hear you. I dare you to praise him so the neighbors can hear you. I want you to praise God so loud, the manager comes and knocks on your door and says, hey, you're, 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 you're making too much noise now. Come on, who am I talking to? Why is this so important? This is important because too often we take for granted moments we should be celebrating. I don't ever want you to get so casual with life. You don't take a moment to realize how blessed you are to be alive right now. No matter what is going on in your life, no matter what may not be going the way you want, what is going is you are alive. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Every day above the ground is a great day. Who am I talking to right now? Who am I talking to? Before we transition into the word, I just want to, to let you know that this morning, this Palm Sunday, this afternoon, Palm Sunday, this evening, whenever you are watching this message, I need you to know that on Palm Sunday, it, it was the beginning of what would transform all of our lives forever. The week started according to prophecy and it ended according to prophecy. And we serve a risen savior. I need you to understand that in, in a week, from Palm Sunday to Resurrection Sunday, what scripture said would happen, would happen. God has written into your story what's going to happen. You are the hero, not the villain of your story. You are going to win according to what he's written. You need to know within one week, everything will turn around for the better. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but I need to get you out of your anxiety and into your reality that you are blessed and highly favored. It's already written. <laughs> Go ahead in the chat. It's already written. It's already written that you would succeed. It's already written that you would serve. It's already written what is going to happen in your destiny. Ah, if you would just get into the revelation that it's already written, it's already done. And on a Palm Sunday to recognize that prophecy was actually fulfilled and God's word never returns to him void. So whatever he has written into your life, it will happen. Amen. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you, dear Lord, for this opportunity to preach the word. I pray that anyone listening right now would open up their heart to receive what you have. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. So, it's good to be back at Zoe. Uh, you all are my family. Seriously, like I, I just, you know, y'all my family. Y'all have to kick me out because I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> I am not going nowhere, my Lord. It's always a blessing to be back home. Um, and so today I have a word from the Lord for you. And if I had to put a title on it, it would be called uh, Live Free, Get Your Hope Back. Live Free, Get Your Hope Back. 
Because if we're really being honest, if we had a moment just to, you know, you and I can have a conversation. You are not as happy as you portray yourself to be. Now, I understand, you know, we, 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 we come to church and, and we interact with one another. And it's very easy to put on that, you know, that face of like, hey, I'm good. Everything's good. But deep down on the inside, there's some discontent. Deep down on the inside, if we can just have an honest moment, it's just me and you. There's a little anxiety. There's a little anger. There's a little disappointment. There were things that you wanted to have happened by now that have not yet happened. And so as a result, if we're really being honest, there's something in you that's a little frustrated that things are not working out the way that you had planned. If we're being honest, things that you have been praying for are moving on a slower timetable. And in the gap between where you want to be and where you are, instead of appreciation or gratitude or excitement, there's anxiety. There's depression. There's frustration. There's sadness. There's bitterness. I don't know who I'm talking to, but you know I'm talking to you because too often the word can't take root because you are bringing your facade to hear the word. I don't want you to bring the facade. I want to talk to the person. Ah, you know, uh, for those of you that don't know me, you know, in addition to preaching uh, my day job, so to speak, is I'm a producer and I, and I make movies and I'm getting ready to go into production of my next movie. And everybody wants to hit me up and they want to come in and, and audition for the film. And it's interesting. And I've been watching auditions for my latest film, but I'm here to tell you the greatest actors are not in Hollywood. The greatest actors are in the church. Oh, yeah, yeah, because you come in acting like everything's all right. And as a result, the word can never get in because you are putting on an act. I want the act to end right now. I got to talk to the real you. Who am I talking to right now? Because if we don't get real, you may miss what's available to you right now. Everything in your life can change right now if you get real about how you feel. So it's all right to acknowledge there's a little frustration. I'm a little upset because I was expecting some things to happen and they haven't happened. And in my gap of not understanding why, there are things that have settled <clears throat> that take me out of the feeling of knowing what God is going to do. So this word is for you because if you don't get your hope back, you can never get your dream back. You can never get your discipline back. You can never get your direction back. It's all tethered to hope. When you and I don't have hope, we can't get up in the morning. When you and I don't have hope, we can't actually do what's required of us to fulfill the prophecy. So I need you to get your hope back right now. So I, I want to I wanna draw your attention to a scripture where it starts with a man who is hopeless. But the man who is hopeless, he's not left in that condition. If you are, are reading along, I want to draw your attention to Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3, and we're going to pick up around verse 1. <clears throat> One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer. That time was around 3 in the afternoon. Now, a crippled man from birth was being carried to the temple called beautiful, the temple gate called beautiful. I like to pause here to make sure you understand what's going on. As I mentioned, I'm a, I'm a filmmaker, so I want to try to get this clear so you can see. Peter and John are coming to the temple at around three in the afternoon, the time of prayer. 
while they were coming to the temple, a, a crippled man was being carried and placed at the same time that they were coming. It doesn't say that he was already in position. It says as they were making their way to the temple, he was being put into position. Mm. What's so interesting is so often you're out there trying to get your blessing. If you would just stay in position, every blessing that's ordained for you will come to you. You don't have to actually go out and get it. I don't know who I'm talking to right now. Because see, you know, uh, uh, everybody wants to go make a blessing. Everybody wants to go hustle. What about the hustle just being in faith? What about the hustles? Just I'm going to pray this thing through. What about the hustles? I'm going to stay in position. Instead of trying to make a blessing, why don't you just receive the blessing? Here is this man crippled from birth being carried at the same time he's about to get blessed. Peter and John are coming to the temple at the same time he is being put at the temple gate called beautiful. Now, here's what's also interesting. Uh, the blessing is on the way. But what's also fascinating is that there was something in this man that told him to tell those who carried him, it's time for me to show up today. <laughs> he could have easily said, I go to that temple every day. I, I, I've asked for money every day. Half the people don't give. What's the point of showing up? I'm tired of showing up. Nobody cares. I'm never going to be able to make it. I'm not going to show up. I'm going to stay here in my bed. And who cares if I show up today? Because it does not matter. Anybody ever been there before where you tell yourself the lie? It doesn't matter if you show up. It doesn't matter if you're disciplined. It doesn't matter if you keep holding on to your dream because things are not going to work out. People do not care. You are telling yourself what is not true. And the enemy wants you to give yourself the excuse. Why? Because he wants you to stay out of position. Because the one day you choose not to show up could be the very day where your blessing was on its way to you. Now, 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 in this sense, the crippled man is, is showing up physically. But I want you to get into the, the position of faith, which is a mentality. You got to get into the position of faith. That means you got to have a positive mindset. Right now, if this past week you've been in a negative energy, a negative mindset, you're not in the position of faith. A position of faith says, you know what? Uh, I don't have all the money I want, but my goodness, money is on its way to me. You know what? I might not be in a relationship, but my goodness, love is on its way to me. I, I may not be where I want to be, but I sure am on my way. What do you mean you're on your way? You ain't even got a place of your own. You don't even realize. Yes, I do. It's on its way to me. You don't even realize what kind of place I got. You can barely pay your bills. What do you mean I can barely pay my bills? My father is rich in houses and land. The, 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 the position of faith is a, men, is a mindset. It's a mentality. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but you got to get your position of faith right. Because if you and I stay in faith, we can't actually be down because when we get into the revelation of what God is doing, how can we be down? Because God is saying, if you would just come up to heaven and see how I see your situation, you see things not working out. And God is saying, I'm sending things to you. You don't even realize yet. <laughs> you know, uh, recently I've been sending out uh, new books to different people, right? I have a new book coming out called Live Free. comes out in May. And, and I've been sending out this, this book, right? And what's so interesting is that once we got the address of the various people I was going to send it to, we put it in the mail. Now, here's what's so interesting. We can track when it's going to get there, right? And too often, if I was worried, oh, my goodness, what's going on? Why? It's like it's already in the mail. No matter how fast I wanted to move, there's a, there's, but so fast the book can get there. There are certain blessings that take time to get to you. I don't know who I'm talking to right now. It, it, there's certain blessings that take time. God is saying, if you could see how I see it, it's already been sent. 
I just need you to stay in a position of faith. I need you to believe that I am who I say I am and I will do what I said I would do. Some of you right now, you're losing faith for no reason because you're leaning on your understanding. I got to get to my, 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 I'm going to stay in my notes, but I got to give you a commercial break real quick. We'll come right back to our regular schedule program. See, see, I'm not talking to you about something I have not lived. Uh, I'm telling you at periods of time in my life, I have struggled with staying hopeful because I allow what I saw in the natural to disrupt what God was trying to show me in the spirit. I would look at my current situation and say, God, it's never going to happen. Why did you leave me to Los Angeles with all these dreams with the intent of never making them come to pass? There were moments when I would, before I was a producer, I was an executive at Sony. I was so down and depressed. I would be in my office on the Sony Pictures Entertainment lot crying. Why? Because I was not in the position of faith. I didn't see how God was going to connect the dots. And God said, my son, you can cry, but you got to get up and show up. Because if you would just give me a little while, you're going to see how everything I promised to you is actually aligning even when you can't see it in the natural. I don't know who I'm talking to right now. God is trying to set you up for your biggest blessing. He's trying to set you up for fulfillment to come on your life. But some of us are like this crippled man. We're crippled in our thinking. We're crippled in our believing. I don't know who I'm talking to right now. We're paralyzed in our hope. And God is saying, I'm trying to heal you right now. Stop looking at what you have and judging me, God is saying. He's saying, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. I'm not subject to how you think it should happen. I'm the God of God, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. And I have a plan for your life. If you would just trust me. Now, as, as, as the man was being brought to the, to the temple gate called Beautiful, Peter and John were making their approach to the temple. And here's what it says. It says, he was put there every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. Watch this. Verse 3. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Let's stop. Let's stop for a minute. Peter and John did not stop to acknowledge the man. They are in motion. They are about to enter the temple. The man is faced with a dilemma. Do I let them go in and not ask for what I need? Or do I take the courage, disrupt their flow, and say, hey, I'm in need? Mm. Why is it that you don't ask for what you need? I got to pray for you right now. I pray you never miss another opportunity again. <sighs> opportunity. If he lets them go in, opportunity is missed. Why do we miss opportunity? Because a lot of times we don't feel worthy. Mm, can I, I'm going to come and sit on your couch right now. Yep, yep. Yep, I'm sitting right there. It's okay. I, it's okay. I love you. I'm telling you the truth. I love you so much. <laughs> you, you, you don't feel worthy. Who, who are you to ask for what you need? Who are you to disrupt somebody who might be able to change the trajectory of your life just to say, hey, can you give me some advice? Who, who are you to actually believe that, that you are blessed and highly favored and that there's information and opportunity that is there for you? Who are you to believe? I need you to know, who are you not to believe? Why are you talking yourself into not being worthy? I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but, but you have to understand that God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross and he rose again for us. You are worthy. Stop telling yourself otherwise. 
I'm here to tell you right now, you got to get out of this. Oh, who am I? Who are you not? You are God's thought. You are God's child. He loves you. He gave everything for you. And he's got an incredible plan for your life. Stop selling yourself short. Well, I'm not there yet. I can't. What does that mean? If you don't act like you are who you believe you are now, you will never be that person when you get there then. If you do not act like you are right now, whatever you say you are, whoever you say you are, you better wear that confidence now. Listen, I got started at 22 years old as an assistant, all right? I worked for at the production company of Will Smith. I was an assistant, answering phones, doing the schedule, getting the coffee, running the errands. At 22 years old, I was an assistant, but I did not go in thinking, oh, I'm just an assistant. I said, I'm a producer in training. I'm a CEO in training because I know who God called me to be. So I approached everything with the mindset of who I was. And if people came in and I had an opportunity, I took advantage of it. Stop allowing your lack of self-worth or your belief in your lack of self-worth to get you out of taking advantage of opportunity. The, the, this man, he could have said, oh, well, maybe they'll come out. You got to take advantage when it's time. Don't be afraid. The worst that could happen is that Peter and John just kept walking. But the best that could happen is that maybe they stopped and everything changed. I don't want you to miss another opportunity in your life. If God is bringing certain people to you and you feel like, oh, I want to ask a question or I want to get some advice. Try it. Just just uh, Friday. My mentor. He got me started in the business. I started interning for him. Hadn't talked to him for years. Uh, long story short, he happened to see me on the street. He called me and we ended up having a meeting on Friday. Now, I'm, now listen, this guy is one of the most influential people in entertainment. And, and, you know, and, and I owe so much of my career to him. And so I was just honored to sit down and talk with him. Now, I'll be honest with you. I was like, okay, well, he wants to meet. I just wonder what, you know, what he wants. So as we were sitting in the meeting, we were just talking and catching up. And I realized the clock was ticking. And I realized we were just having some good catch up. And then I realized that if I just sit here and feel good, oh, we just got caught up, I would have missed an opportunity to ask him a question that he could answer. So I had to humble myself and say, I know that you think I'm doing well, and I am, but there are some things in my career that have not yet manifested, and I need to understand why. I have a need to understand. And you know what he told me? He said, here's the reason, Devon, you're afraid. One of the reasons why we don't go after our needs is because of fear. We're afraid. Can I do it? Can I make it? Will I fail? Will I look dumb when I do it? Will I look like a failure? Who, what will people think? Can I actually hold on to what it is? I'm so afraid. And if I step in that direction and it doesn't work, then what am I going to do? And, and literally, he called me out and said, you are afraid. No, 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 no. Now, see, see, a lot of times if you know me, you're looking at me and you're saying, oh, Devon Franklin got it all together. I'm telling you, this was 48 hours ago we had this conversation. Not two years ago being afraid. He said, you're so afraid what everybody thinks. That it is a block for you going after what is already yours. Everything you said that you want to do is already yours. The only person stopping you is you. Oh my goodness, I almost broke down in the meeting. I don't know who I'm talking to right now. We, we, whatever's uh, making us afraid, we got to face it. The past two days, I've been saying, okay, Lord, what am I afraid of? Help me. I got to live free. I got to live free and get through this fear. So I don't know who I'm talking to right now. Don't be afraid to admit you have a need. Get the vanity out of your victory. 
if if I let my pride win that meeting, I would have never met. I would have never admitted that I had a need. I had to admit, okay, I have a need and you might be able to help me. And guess what? He had the information that I needed. There is so much information available to you. If you would just say, hey, I need help. It's okay. Everybody I know working at the highest levels of their game asks for help. Think about it. Like I'm a huge basketball fan. Look at Stephen Curry uh, or, or, or LeBron. Look at them. The higher they go, how many, how many trainers and dietitians and, 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 you know, sportsmen, like they got a lot of help. Why? Because the more you are called to perform, the more help you're going to need. Don't act like you don't need help. It's okay to admit I need some help. Can you just write this in the comments? I need some help. It's okay. Go ahead and wave to me. Say, hey, just do that. I need some help. Wave. Come on, somebody. Let's just have an honest moment. It's okay to admit you need help. The man had to admit that he needed help. Had to admit that he didn't have it all together. Can you imagine if the man acted like we do? He's crippled, but he gets to the temple gate. He act like he's not. Think about it. So often we don't want people to know what's really going on. We put on the act as if there's nothing wrong. And if we put on the act that nothing's wrong, no one can actually meet our need. In order for the need to get met, we have to be clear that there is a need to begin with. If the crippled man act like he was completely healed, he would have missed his blessing. But he reached out and said, hey, I need money. This is what the text says. He says, I need money. And then verse four, Peter looked straight at him as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. Hmm. This is very interesting what's happening right here. He said, look at us. Why would he have told the man? To look at us. Hmm. So the man is here. Peter and John are entering the temple. And he says, hey, I need money. Peter and John say, look at us. That implies he was not making eye contact with the request. Hmm. Why would the man not have made eye contact? Because maybe he was asking out of routine. With no real expectation he was going to get what he was requesting. Hmm. You got to think about how many times it says in the text, he came every day to the temple gate called beautiful. And you got to imagine how many people would go into the temple that would not either respond or they may berate him who never gave to him. So you can understand that over time, maybe his flesh started to say, hey, lower your expectation of what's possible. Mm, I got to talk to somebody right now because see what's happened is life has not worked out the way you've wanted it. So you had high expectations at one point of what was going to happen. And over time, you just lowered your expectation just to get by so you would not get disappointed but i'm going to help you fix your expectation in a minute in order to receive what god has for you in order to get your hope back you got to focus your focus <laughs> in order to receive peter and john were not going to give the man something he was not ready to receive so before he could receive it he had to fix his focus you got to focus your focus right now. What does that look like? Uh, uh, I got to tell you the truth. I love you. I do. I, you know I love you. I just tell you the truth. Okay. So, so a lot of times when we start to lose hope, one of the ways that shows up is we start to lose discipline. 
when we are excited about where we're going, when we, when we're committed and we're motivated, we're working out, we're reading, we're eating right. We're going to bed, right? We, we are good when it comes to our regimen. But when we start to lose hope, we find ourselves Netflix and chilling more than studying to show ourselves approved. I love everybody. I tell you the truth, right? So, so this is what happens. We start to lose our discipline. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I eat. It doesn't matter what I watch. It doesn't matter who I hang out with. No discipline, no destiny. You, you want destiny? You got to have discipline. You got to stay focused. You, you got to fix your attention. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but you got to fix your focus. You got to put your focus back on where you know God is taking you. Don't worry about how you're going to get there and when you're going to get there. Put your focus on it. Uh, so, so, so again, telling you, I'm not telling you anything we haven't talked about or that I haven't lived. So, so, you know, again, at 22 years old, I had this dream of being a producer and I created a business plan as my thesis project at USC. It was what got me ultimately my degree, right? So I was undergrad at USC. I created a business plan for my production company at 22. Nobody wanted to fund it. They said, who, who are you, this USC student? We ain't funding your company. So I, I took the assistant job. And I'll be honest with you. No problem staying motivated year one, year two. Year three, year four, year five, year six, year seven, no company. I'm working for everybody else. Year eight, year nine, 10 years, God, what's going on? And God said, you're putting your focus on the wrong things, Devon. You're, you're, you're looking at what isn't happening, but you don't see spiritually what is happening. I don't know who I'm talking to right now. You're, you're, you're focusing on what you see in the natural, but if you could only see what's manifesting in the spirit, you've got to keep showing up. You've got to focus your focus. You've got to stay disciplined. You've got to stay determined. You've got to stay committed. It took me 14 years, y'all, 14 years before I ultimately was able to start my own company to produce my own films, 14 years. It's only been 14 minutes and you, you getting tired. <laughs> Keep showing up. Keep showing up. Fix your focus. All right. Because what, here's the thing. If you drive right now, right. And you look over here, which, which, if you look over here, where are you going? Right. But no, I want to go straight. You cannot go where you do not uh, allow your attention to flow. Wherever your attention goes is where your energy is going to flow. So if you keep focusing, not enough, that's what you're going to keep seeing. If you keep focusing on never going to happen, that's what you're going to keep driving to. If you keep focusing on all things work together for the good of those that love him and are called according to his purpose. Oh, yes, what I sow, I will reap. Come on, somebody. I, I will reap a harvest if I do not quit. It may not have happened yet, but it's going to happen soon. Oh, if you would just keep your focus on where you know you're going or where God is taking you, you will eventually arrive in the time that he ordains. Last thing I'm going to say, get back into my notes. Stop trying to put God's your timetable on God's timetable. His timetable ain't my timetable, ain't your timetable. Every time I want God to do something that is not, is not ready to do, God says, I love you, but you want to be patient. You know, it's like going into the oven trying to get something out before it's done. You cannot microwave your success. No, 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 you can't do it. I'm sorry. I know everybody loves instant this, Instagram, and all that kind of stuff. Sorry, your success is going to take a little bit of time. 
who you've been created to be, it's going to take a little bit of time. And I know, because see, if you ever heating up something in the microwave, what happens? You heat it up in the microwave, and it, as, as fast as it gets hot, is as quick as it gets cold. Mm. I don't want your success to be microwave. You can get hot real quick, but you get cold real quick. No, I want that good bake success. When you bring something out of the oven, it stays hot for a long time. Why? Because all that heat got a chance to get into it. You don't even realize all the pressure you're under is heat that is baking you into who God called you to be. It may seem like it is hurting you, but I promise you all the pressure is helping you. So watch this. We're almost done. It says, Peter said, Peter looked straight at him as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Hmm. So now they answered and said, okay, now he said, I can expect it. What is an expectation? It is a strong belief that something should happen. That's what an expectation is. May I submit for your consideration? It is so important to set your expectations. When you set your expectations, you will actually set yourself up for success. What does it mean to set your expectations? You got to do two things. One, you got to ask yourself, is it realistic or unrealistic? How do you know if your expectation is realistic or unrealistic? It comes out of control. If something is within your control, it is realistic to expect. Okay, so you have a dream. You have an idea of where you want to be. Okay, I can expect that I can show up every day with the right attitude. I can expect that I can study my craft every single day and get better at what I do. What's out of my control is the time when the thing that I've been praying for happens. That's God. So my expectation is realistic when I do everything I can that's in my control. Now, I got a newsflash. The only thing that you and I control is ourselves in the remote. Stop trying to control everybody else. Oh, my goodness. This is not in my notes, but I got to tell you what God told me to tell you. This is just a commercial break for some of y'all. One of the reasons why your relationships aren't working out because you're trying to control them. You can't control nobody but yourself. So if you want to see things change in your life, you fix you and let them take be taken care of by God. When you try to control someone's actions and get them to do things that they may not want to do, you are going to perpetually be frustrated. The only thing we control is ourselves. You ain't got control over nobody else. I love you enough to tell you the truth. Back to our regularly scheduled program. This is so important. The second thing you got to do when you're setting your expectation, you have to identify is it spoken or unspoken. So often we don't communicate what we expect. In this scenario, the, the, the crippled man is, is communicating, hey, uh, can you make, can you give me money? I need money. And Peter and John are saying, okay, look at us. And so now he's communicating his expectation. So often, you have these uncommunicated expectations of people, circumstances, and situations, and you wonder why it's not working out, because you've never expressed it. You may be in a job right now, and you may want to get promoted, right? So, But instead of going to your boss and saying, hey, if I do X, Y, and Z, will that lead to a promotion at this time? You make the false assumption that if you do certain things, it will get to a promotion when you want it, but you've never even asked the question if that's reality. You know what? This message is so good, I'm going to preach to myself because I know what I'm talking about. You got to speak it. You got to ask the question, hey, is, can I assume this? 
right? If you're dating somebody, don't just assume, oh, we've been dating for three months. This is all. No, no, no. What are your intentions? Where are you going? Do you want to be committed? Do you want marriage? Do you want kids? Whatever the expectation is, speak it, verbalize it. Do not assume because some of you are assuming and you're making the wrong assumption because it's based on an unspoken expectation. And if your expectation is unspoken, it is not set and you cannot expect it. You have to give someone else the opportunity to say, you know what? Yeah, you can expect that from me. I'm going to stay on the dating tip because that's what God told me to tell you. Don't just expect without asking, hey, are we exclusive? Well, we spent all this time together. That don't mean nothing. Ask the question. Hey, we the only ones in this? Don't just assume. Okay? Please do me a favor. Don't just assume. Okay, back to our ready to skip the program. All right, so <laughs> I'm going to have to come back and do a relationship talk with Zoe. Woo, buddy. Let me get back. Let me get back. Okay, here we go. So he, the man gave him his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter, and gold, Peter said, silver and gold I do not have. I don't have what you expect. Now, interesting. The man was only expecting money. Because all he could see was that money was the answer to his need. But, but Peter said, I don't have the money you're looking for. But what I do have, I will give you. See, so often, if, 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 we're, like, if the, we're like the man, the man may have had a moment like we would have had. If you can't give me what I want, why are you getting my attention? Why you bother me? I need money. You ain't got it. I'm going to go on about my way. But Peter said, no, no, no. I'm going to give you something that you didn't even realize because see, so often we are asking based upon what we can see but God says my ways are not your ways my thoughts are not your thoughts God said I will do exceedingly and abundantly above all you can ask or think so, so Peter says silver and gold I do not have but what I do have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth and he picked him up with his right hand and he said walk in his ankles and his feet that were crippled then became whole and all of a sudden the man got something better than money he got the opportunity to be healed I don't know who I'm talking to right now you think money is the answer the job is the answer it ain't about the job it ain't about the career it's about your hope because when you get your hope fixed you will be able to walk and do everything God has called you to do and what's so amazing is it says that the man instantly became healed and it says that he was walking jumping and praising God into the temple but can you imagine this? Can you imagine this? He's walking. Oh, wow. I didn't expect. <laughs> Wait, I just came here expecting for money. And I got something I never thought was possible in my life. You mean to tell me that this man named Jesus can do the impossible? Who am I talking to? Can you imagine? He was like, my legs work. So when it says he's walking... And then it says he's jumping. It reminds me, if you ever have kids, I don't have kids yet, one of these days, but when I've seen my nieces and nephews play with the new toy, they say they play with every athlete. Wow, I can't believe he can do all these things. So here's a man who never had the experience of walking, and this is the first time in his whole life he's been able to do something he never thought possible. And so he's walking, and then he's jumping. And then he's praising, thank God. Watch this. So he's walking, 
And then he's jumping. I can't believe this is possible. I'm walking and then I'm jumping because I can't believe it's possible. I'm walking and then I'm jumping and then I'm praising. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but God is going to blow your mind in a way that you're going to be just like that man. I can't believe that I'm this successful. I can't believe that God did this. I wanted him to do that and God did that. Who am I talking to right now when you allow him to restore your hope? You have to know that what you pray for, he's like, yeah, that's good, but I got that. And if you were to pray for that, he's like, yeah, that's good, but I got that. You have to know that every round goes higher. Last thing I'm going to say, you go to the next chapter. What was so fascinating, the people in the temple marveled. This is the same man who we passed up. Resist the temptation. To live down or up to anyone's expectation of you. Because the same ones that don't expect you to be everything you are, are going to be the same ones that are going to marvel at your success. Too often we want people to see us. Don't worry about others seeing us. As long as God sees you and you see you, resist the temptation to live down. Because think about it. He's in the temple and these people are marveling. We never thought it was possible for this man who was crippled to walk. If I had a, a, a dime for every person that said to me, oh, Devon, you go to Hollywood, you're Christian, you're never going to be able to make it. You're going to, you have to compromise your faith. You cannot be an out-of-the-box vocal Christian in Hollywood because they didn't see it. They didn't see how it was possible. Just because they don't see it doesn't mean he doesn't see it for you. I don't know who I'm talking to. Don't allow the they's to have the final say in your life. If I did, we wouldn't be here right now. But now the same ones that hated on me are the same ones that marvel. Wow, you've been able to be in Hollywood for 25 years and not compromise your faith. God wants to do something that's never been done in the earth through you. When you go to the next chapter, here's what's amazing and we're done. One of the reasons why they were so amazed is it said that he was 40 years old. The man was 40 years old when this happened. I asked this the question, why would the scripture tell us his age? Because sometimes we use age as a false barometer of what will and won't happen. Some of you, you have set an age, oh, if I don't get here by 22, 25, or 30, you're a failure. That's not scripture. That's not how God sees it. Stop creating these arbitrary age barometers by which to judge yourself. It's not true. When you think of eternity, we're, we're, we're at the very beginning. We got a long way to go. Don't allow what age you are to get you out of believing what God is going to do in your life. And for some of you, if you're watching this and, and you're 40, 50, 60, and you've been, you've been saying, oh, well, love's not going to happen or, or certain things in my career won't happen. I've missed it. If you are alive and you can understand the words that are coming out of my mouth, you haven't missed anything. You are right on time. And God is not going to allow your age to disrupt your destiny. Your age works towards your destiny, not against it. If you are watching this right now, I want you to be like the crippled man who walked in, who came in, excuse me, I didn't mean walk, he walked out, who came into the scenario hopeless. And he walked out hopeful. I don't want you to have any excuse in your life not to have hope. I want you to live free from anxiety, live free from depression. Live free from doubt. 
live free from disappointment. Why? Because you get into the revelation. Oh, God is doing a mighty work. I'm staying in the position of faith. I'm focusing my focus. I'm showing up with discipline. And I'm going to let God do in his time what it is he wanted to do. This man, crippled from birth, showed up every day. And when he was after 40, God finally did what he promised. <laughs> let me pray over you right now. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray right now, dear Lord, that you are the promise keeper. I thank you, dear God, that someone watching right now, dear Lord, they started to give up on the promise that you made them. And I pray, dear Lord, right now for someone watching that they would renew their hope, that they would renew their commitment, that they would go ahead and hold on to the promise that you have over their life. I pray right now, dear Heavenly Father, that you would restore the joy right now. If you are watching this service right now, it is not by accident. This is a divine appointment. There are things that God wants you to do. There's a person and a reality of who you are. He needs you to step into. Stop discounting yourself. You are worthy because God made you worthy. I need you to know just because it hasn't happened yet doesn't mean it will not happen. I need you to get out of the natural and get into the spiritual. I need you to know you are blessed. I need you to know you are favored. I need you to know you are destined. Dear Heavenly Father, we seal this prayer in the mighty, holy, matchless name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. In the name of Jesus, we say amen, amen, and amen.